welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. Got a project to plug? Want to advertise on the podcast? Hit me up, we'll make it happen. Feel like sponsoring? Let's make that happen, too. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, follow us on Twitter, and visit theaterinthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. Hello, uglies. It's spoopy season, which means it's time for a little trick and a little treat as the Boulet brothers dropped a special Halloween edition of Dragula. Seven dead bitches rose from the dead to compete to win cash money and a spot on season four. So how was the special? We're about to break it all down for you. Returning to the Block Talk Dragula recap are Seraphim and Zalika Parsons. And joining us... And joining us is... The fabulous Desiree Dick. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for having me again. I'm very excited to review. What timing you have for the listeners? You have no idea, but this is great timing. How I can't wait it? to listen to see the timing. <laughs> How is everybody? Good. So, so happy to not be here because <laughs> we're not here. We're on the internet. Bitch. I love that I'm doing this from my bed. Right? Isn't this crazy? The things we can do on podcasts now. I love. God bless you. Hashtag not sponsored. So just for the listeners, if you're listening and the sound quality is a little different, my microphone died. Um, it's terrible. I hate it. So if you want to sponsor me and buy, help me buy a new mic, I'm here for it. But that's why the sound quality is a little different. But I'm so sorry. Yeah, it happened this week, and I was like, fuck! But it's five years old, so it was bound to happen at some point. So, overall thoughts. Did we enjoy the Dragula resurrection? Yes, I loved it. I watched it as I waited until midnight. I refreshed the page. I loved it. It was great. Um, yeah, I was a big fan of it. I thought it was their best work. Um, it was cute. Zalika, what did you think? I'm happier that it, them just, like, doing an all-star season. I think they definitely were smarter and taking, like, not necessarily, like, the top three girl, the top two from each of the previous seasons and, like, making them do some all-stars bullshit because it, like, really got it to show us a different side to the contestants and also was, like, very like appropriate for the times instead of them like being like oh let's take a group of girls and like seclude them in COVID and like try to make them film a season behind the scenes because that'd be a good idea (laughs) (laughs) you know it was good it was appropriate they used their voices I thought it was cute the editing didn't suck thank god it was good (laughs) well let's talk about this in regards to this is not an all-star season even though at the end they did say they all are stars um is there anyone you wish you would have had on this show meatball abora disasterina abora. Uh, Thank you. a lot of the big personalities were kind of missing yeah wow. i mean melissa be fierce oh yeah my my list was meatball disasterina abora erica clash eva destruction madeline hatter but that's an all-star season. Yeah. That is an all-star season. And the other thing that needs to be remembered is that 
this was a shot to fight in the next season. It wasn't yeah. like, uh, oh, no, this is their own title. This is like, no, you, you resurrected yourself. You got an extra life. All the girls you listed, we would want a seat to compete for, like, an ultimate crown. Right. Not knocking the girls who were tested, but this was a greater way to take a girl who was either eliminated early or a girl who wasn't, like, the biggest personality or transformed and give them their voice amplified because that's sometimes all-star seasons. They cast girls we haven't seen in a while, and then they go home early because they weren't as big or boisterous as the fucking fan favorite. So this was, like, a happy medium. I was content. I yeah. thought the cast was great. And I thought Victoria deserved to be like an all-stars with like Priscilla. Those two Yeah, I, I think out of their level. Yeah. I, yeah, Victoria I, was the one in the cast where I was like, that's right. this for me I was like Victoria wins hands down, obviously that's not the result. But I think this was I really know, cool I was like, cast. there's no way that Victoria's gonna lose this. Yeah. Um but, but it was it was cool to see a lot of uh contestants that I wasn't necessarily super big fans of early on in their season. Damn. Um, yeah, so, when the cast list first went out, there were a few girls that I was like, are we sure? And then, like, <laughs> after watching it, I'm like, no, it was appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's let's dive into it. We begin with a opening movie because that's what Dragula will give to us, and you know how much I hate it. Um, we, we enter a spooky... This was a good one, though. It was pretty good. We enter a spooky mansion of the Boulets and see it decked out with some sexy men all up on a boulet. The other boulets upstairs um, in a room staring. staring at what was downstairs and Drac Morta was upstairs. Yeah, we're looking at contest past contestants um, on a wall. The scene goes on. We see um, the, uh, a movie um, and a guy watching it on, tied to a chair. Which is the movie they watch at the end. Exactly. So that was good foreshadowing. The first time I didn't catch it, I was like, are we just doing this for the hell of it? Um, but yeah, it was an interesting um, little scene. We, we, we see pictures are pulled off the wall and that's the queens that are going to be resurrected. Um, poor Abora. Um, and, then a, and then a hunk is choked out during playtime. And I saw how he started. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I was, because I've heard rumors of other queens that were supposed to be on this little special that they actually prepared and then some of them just didn't show up so didn't show up meaning speculations i heard through the rumor mill two specific names that they were preparing for this and that they were excited about it and would you like to give us those names no, I do not, because I still want to be <laughs> even though COVID shut down my life. Okay. I still want to be on this someday, so I'm going to play nice now. Okay, you can tell us after the podcast. Amen. Um, what did you think of the opening? I mean, we all know that I don't love these little films, but it was better than some we've seen before. I think they're getting better and better each season. This one has, like, high quality. They have a whole mansion rented. Like, they went through every detail. Like, you saw Erica's little doll, like, they're going for every detail for all the fans to fan over little, little the Dragula world, you know? It was cute. I also think that the writing is getting a lot better because it's more cohesive with actually what's going on in the story. Like in previous yeah. seasons, some of the little 
tableaus didn't have anything to do with the episode or is very much of a stretch, but this it was much more cohesive. It set the scene up, and then all the other future acting things that we're probably going to talk about still were cohesive to what the challenges were, and it all made much more sense. They had the boules popping up in the woods, like, randomly when they went to different hometowns. It just yeah. felt a lot more cohesive than previous seasons where, like, girl, what the fuck are you talking about working out? Like, if they're not working out, I don't understand. Yeah. I just wish they we like they like showed them like resurrecting them or like that process. I don't know. I wanted more like I wanted them come I wanted to see them come back to life. Yeah, that would have been cool. And be like in their like outfits or something from like That makes sense. <laughs> died in. Yeah, that would be cool. Well our no, intro so which they made like sorry. Go for it. This whole Zoom call thing is confusing to me. I just really hoped that they made like a Ouija board slash Zoom call joke, but they totally missed that opportunity. I thought that would have been hysterical, but <laughs> bigger scampy choosers. That would have been so good. Yeah, well, I mean, let's we'll get into our the Zoom call moment, but our intro returns where we learn that the winner of Dragula will receive a cash prize of $20,000, courtesy of Du Boulez. And they also get a spot on the next season of Dragula. Um, they said we are not sponsored. Yeah. Nope. So <laughs> the 20, isn't that more than the regular seasons? No. Yes? Um, yes. It was more than season one and season yeah. two. Season three was 25,000? 25,000. Something like that. Well, we get some stunning images of the theater. The boulets take their respective seats in their thrones, turn on a screen for a spoopy Zoom call. Thank God the entire show was not a Zoom call like um, the Drag Race uh, season 12 finale. Agreed. Um, so they wish the ghouls a happy Halloween and inform them what they're in for. They are told they failed miserably on their original season. They tried their best to snatch the crown, but that was in the past and they are here for the future. They are told that they are seven who showed great promise and they get a second chance to return to the land of the living. They will show their skills in the realms of glam, filth, horror, and glamour in three looks and performances that are legacy challenges. From season one, it's the witch challenge. From season two, it's the ghost challenge. From season three, it's the vampire challenge. And it's Halloween, so this all checks out. How, how did you feel about those as the challenges? There's solid light looks. Yeah, it was, it was perfect for Halloween. For the third challenge... I, mean, I kind of wish they... Nope, we're losing you a little bit. Nope. I wish they each grossy things sometimes, but I wish there was a little bit more like extermination to it. Sure, like, I think it would have been cool to have like an extermination and, and maybe not all of them get to continue on, but for the third challenge, it is a performance as well as they will be lip syncing to Kim Petrus, and I'm sure Seraphim was very happy about that. Oh, of course. For I thought you would be there. <laughs> well, there was a press release saying that um, Kim Petras and Orville Peck made appearances. Um, I, I, I also heard rumors that like, it's Yeah, it was because like there was one article I read. It's like, wait, they were supposed to be. I'm confused. Yeah, I was disappointed. 
This is also an opportunity for the performers to open up and use this platform and have something to say. So follow those confessionals because those are going to be very important when you watch the editing of who is going to win this show. Um, here's our cast list from season one. It's Loris and Frankie Doom. From season two, it's Kendra Onyx, Dolly, Victoria Elizabeth Black, and season three, Saints and Priscilla Chambers. Anyone who you were like, awesome, I love this person. Uh, um, I love Dolly. I used to have a huge crush on them back in the day. I used to listen to their music. Dolly's? Of course. And, right? And he's hung like a horse. Jesus Christ. OnlyFans. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Victoria's, I thought it was really fun. I think she, she, she's really talented. So like, a lot of those people are pretty fun. Yeah, Victoria and like Priscilla and Dolly were probably like my top three like fit like I was happiest to see those three. Any one singular uh, person you were most shocked to see? Three. Flores. Yeah, no, I was for, excited. For me I was, I was excited to see Frankie. Mm-hmm. Big girl pride, fuck all y'all. Frankie, I, like she killed her season. I was surprised to see Kendra. I was like, really? Did we need to see Kendra again? I think she should have stepped it up more. I felt like, I don't know. Oh yeah, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll discuss every one of those looks, but the big twist is that they will not be competing in person with one another. The boulets will be coming to them. They will be filmed at their jobs, interrogate their friends and lovers, <laughs> and look under those beds. Um, so now we're gonna move into what happens when we get to see each of the queens. Um, so we're gonna focus on like the little moments before each of the individual's um, backstories and then get into the challenges a little bit. Again, we gotta get some more B-roll, um, 80s quality movie footage of ghosts and ghouls to set us up for this first challenge. Um, oh. and, we, <laughs> and we get to meet uh, Kendra Onyx first. She's in Moreno Valley, California. She is going to win because she thinks she's grown the most. She says her drag is very naked, very bloody, very high energy, and will do cartwheels, splits, and drop that pussy on the ground. She says we are getting Kendra <laughs> 2.0. Okay, that was fine. Um, in Florida, it's time to say hi to Victoria. She was flabbergasted to be asked to be on the special because Halloween is her shit, and she is more talented than any of those other girls. I love She's that, that bitch. She, oh, uh, listen, take a drink anytime um, I'm that bitch, she's that bitch is used in this podcast or the show. You'll be dead. Um, oh but yeah. God, it was so <laughs> fucking obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. Misty Mountains was asking for money every time that phrase was used. But yeah, Victoria has... <laughs> Victoria was definitely... What she said, I was like, yeah, you have the right to say that kind of thing. Yeah. Then we get our favorite country cousin sister, Priscilla Chambers. Uh, mm -hmm. She has started transition and is, is now has a double-wide honk-honk. Uh, she reveals she trick-or-treated until she was 17 years old. Now, I want to ask the three of you... When did you stop trick or treating? I was. Uh, I stopped trick or treating like sixteen. I loved it too much. But I <laughs> stopped a little bit, you know. My mom wouldn't let me do it after I eleven. Think I... After eleven, why not? Um, she was probably just tired of doing it. That's fair. <laughs> I think I stopped around like fifteen because that's when I switched and started doing drag and started going to bars on Halloween. 
So for at age fifteen. Yeah, I started drag when I was fifteen, bitch. That's I know, I know. So bitter about everything. <laughs> <laughs> Next up. We're in Hollywood with Loris. She wants to be famous. She thinks season two and three had it so easy. Um, but I think the highlight of her little package was that animal, stuffed animal garment thing that she was wearing. The hell was that? Um, it was the cutest look she had, which is the sad part, in my opinion. It was Would you ever wear it? No. <laughs> um... I mean, not like out of drag. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and yeah, so this is when we started the um, I'm that bitch segment. Laura says she's that bitch. Kendra Onyx says she could never be that bitch and will never be, uh, could never be that bitch and will never be that bitch. And drink every time she says I'm that bitch. Frankie Doom from West Covina, California is up. She says she has a big mix of Ursula, Elvira, Christina Aguilera, and Miss Piggy. Loris and Victoria say they can beat Frankie Doom. Anyone can beat Frankie Doom. And Frankie retorts with, who is Victoria? Did she even say anything on the show? That was some good shade, too. That was some good shade. Frankie. Frankie's so amazing. He's very talented. I feel like very underestimated. The bitch made it top three. Yeah. I know. She made it really far, like, top three in her season. Yeah, I don't know, like, it was also really good foreshadowing for when um, Victoria opened up about why she was so quiet. Uh-huh. That was good editing. That was good storytelling, Mama. They, the, the, the editing was in the Yeah, the editing was all the, the conversational was so editing. So, mwah. like all the like them fighting with each other, even though they weren't in the same room. I was like, <laughs> it's almost like there was a script. Have that that. The little mini one where Priscilla was like talking a shit about Laura's and it was like all in black. That was very campy too. Yeah, so funny. Next up, Saint from Aqua Forger. That's Forger. how drag television should be edited. Yeah, tell the RuPaul like, friends. That's how drag te- television should be edited because yeah. drag queens talk to each other. Like this, mm-hmm. that's how drag queens talk. It's not these like inspirational moments where they're talking to themselves for like thirty seconds. That's fair. All right, Saint from Ackworth, Georgia, was on season three and dropped to Lucia. Uh, she has traveled the world and sold out shows and is not the queen she was back then. She wishes she could do it all over again, and here we are. Um, I will say I was hoping there would be an Aiden Zane cameo, but that Me didn't happen. Me too! Or at least the wig. Put the wig on the show. What? Because uh, <laughs> they're, like, best friends. Yeah, they're best friends. Dolly they didn't really have much of the talking with their friends. Like, I didn't really hear any. No, they didn't. No, but we'll get to our big um, drag race cameo a little bit later. But uh, Dolly is from Phoenix. She was sent home too early Shot and had. <laughs> she had a clouded vision of so much anxiety. She is going in with the mindset that she is untouchable. And then we learn that Saint and Dolly have exchanged nudes. And well, now I can't wait for season four. Um, they are both so hot. That'd be yeah. such a good OnlyFans video if they want to release it. <laughs> Bro, I will pay money. Girl, I can't wait for season four just because um, I'm assuming they're just going to be fucking the whole time. Oh, fully. I, hope, at I least can't I- wait for season four. Oh my god, a Vanjie and Brooklyn, Brooklyn moments. Can you imagine? Uh. <laughs> So we end this segment with Priscilla inhaling her cigarette from her nose, wishing us happy Halloween, and we're off to meeting Frankie Doom. Uh, 
every single thing that Priscilla does kills me. I yeah. like it's so funny. It is. She like she has her character just down. Yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, talk about Frankie Doom and uh, her backstory a little bit. So we're joining Frankie Doom and Wes Covina. Uh, Frankie wants to compete because she's grown as a performer and wants to make it to the end. Uh, Watching Don Davenport made her want to be a monster woman. And her dream and her goal was to be a famous star and is happy that drag is where she ended up. Um, Her family wasn't okay that she did drag because they didn't really get it. Um, And she said that because she was Mexican, they thought she'd have a different journey and a different path. Um, Dolly enjoys Frankie and calls her a powerhouse, but has her nation has never risen out of it. We learned that before the boule pageant, her father said uh, he called her ugly and asked why she does it. Well, she won the pageant, threw the pageant crown of money in his face, and Frankie is now a stunning woman with a penis. I think one of the fun moments was learning that Frankie works at Knott's Berry Farm as a scare actor uh, known as Fish Boy. Um, once she freaked out a woman so hard that she was uppercut in the nose, never stopped scaring. Um, that's a cool profession. Has anyone ever been a scare actor? No. I did it in high school. It was really fun. I did a lot of the haunted houses in my own high school. Did you get punched in the face? Did you get punched in the face? Um, I got kicked and I bit some people in the foot for kicking me because, you know, I don't take no shit. So it was fun. I, I mean, it was a bunch of friends doing it that I knew in high school. So I, I liked it. Yeah. Um, and this was really the first time we discussed COVID on the show where Frankie says that there won't really be a Halloween like normal because all the theme parks in California are closed. Yeah. She's so into scaring. It was so cute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Frankie calls Saint um, on the phone because apparently that's the thing they were doing um, and says she can't wait to see that body. And that was just an odd moment because we didn't really see that at all throughout the rest of the episode. Um, But Saint says she is a whore, so she was okay with that. We learned a little bit of what Frankie is going to be creating. Uh, She'll be recreating the Grand High Witch from the Witches. It's about 20 yards of fabric to create the cape. She will have a mask and a foam latex prosthetic to create the witch face. But she missed the bottom part. The dress went up to her knees. And those oh. shoes. Oh, girl. we will talk about that. But yeah, that was a major miss. But well, I was like, excited. That's the moment, that's, no, that's the moment we knew she lost because the, the reference was too specific. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, seriously, whenever they make a reference that's that specific, the Boulets hate it because it's not them, it's that character. So the yeah. minute she said she was doing that, I was like, you, like you're shooting yourself in the foot. Anytime anyone made that, like when Erica, every time Erica made a very specific Sailor Moon's reference, they shat on it because yeah. it was too, not her character. So the minute she said that, I was like, well, it was nice seeing her on television, I guess. And Victoria, yeah. she did the um, Hellraiser thing. Is that what it is? I think so. Yeah. Um, any other highlights from Frankie's backstory? I mean, it does really kind of hit a lot of people who are Hispanic. I kind of agree with my with him as well. Uh, the Latin community is very like beauty, 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 and so our my family is about like looking good. So like it's kind of like a nice touch to kind of see that representation with Frankie. Um, yeah. And I really, it, it was really good. It was really nice to hear his side of the story. I don't think I saw him open up in season one as much either because they didn't have confessionals. No, they did. I mean, season one, it was a completely different show. 
Yeah. They had some in Amazon Prime when they had like the redo thing, but then they took that off from Amazon Prime, so they don't have it yeah. anymore. That's well, a mess. Now we get to move on to. Really nice to see Frankie's <laughs> I want to put that third. That was a good, nice moment for me. I, I enjoyed that very much. We get to move on to Priscilla's backstory. Um, and of course, the music is um, very some down home country music in Asheville, North Carolina. She's going back to her country roots and will be doing a swamp witch with a taxidermy alligator fascinator. Um, and we all remember what Sarah from said about taxidermy last season on the podcast. What did I say? <laughs> that you wanted to be taxidermied when you died? Oh, yeah. I stand by it. And then left, I would get you into my wi- Girl, under I will. would do too. Do my head. And makeup, too, actually. <laughs> Um, but she says she enjoys taxidermy because you must find the beauty in death. And I think that's a really profound thing to say because everyone knows I don't like the fall because I'm like, why are we celebrating death? But I think it was really cool for her to say it that way. And she did that too in her uh, episode with the cow heart or cow mm-hmm. thing. Does she do taxidermy? I think she does. Because um, uh, Section 8 from Baltimore was she was she like made a comments on um facebook today being like do you do taxidermy or do you enjoy taxidermy don't oh oh well someone probably Ah! answered that so when she got back from filming she started hormones drag would not be drag without trans entertainers and i think this was a great platform for her to discuss her journey um, Frankie says she loves Priscilla and that she's getting to live her truth and being whoever the fuck she is and living her authentic truth. Victoria is happy that she can show the true bitch she is. So we learned that Priscilla came out as trans at age 17. She realized that it didn't matter that she could still be trans and be a drag performer, which is a stigma in the community. Um, it causes chaos because there has not been representation and the media needs to show them in the proper light. She is a person doing drag. Being trans has nothing to do with her being a drag queen. Drag is her art, and it's just like art. Um, one of my favorite quotes that she said was, drag is changing, and if you cannot change with the times, you'll get lost in history, and that's it. I liked, I liked her backstory confessional moment. I agree. Zika, go ahead. I'm all about that. Oh, Desiree, we're losing you a little bit. Uh, Alright, try that again. Let's see what you say. Can you hear us? Can you hear me? <laughs> the blo- yes, I love Zoom I so much. Happy. Okay, Sorry. try try saying what you were saying. You about- I'm on a computer. Yeah. I'm in a Wi-Fi household. Desiree, what were you saying about Priscilla? Um, I forgot. Keep going. <laughs> we'll edit it out. It's fine. <laughs> no, we're keeping all of it in. I love it. Um, it's straggling. Oh, Gotta God. be dirty. Um, yeah, no, I think it was really cool to see her discuss things. And compared to Frankie, I feel like the editors were a little um, kinder to Priscilla. Almost like... Priscilla had more of a chance than Frankie did at getting this crown. Oh, like wow. Also, compared to her last season, she was genuinely so much happier, even just, like, talking as a person. Yeah. I remember, like, 
her confessionals from like season three were very like they always had like a sadder undertone and it wasn't necessarily because like she was sad in the moment and she could just tell something was off because even her story arc when they went into her being like she used to be an addict or whatever i think that was her storyline regardless whatever her storyline was i remember whenever she did a confessional there was always an air of like something was wrong but you couldn't really point out what was off and this time she was literally like dancing in the street like just walking down the train tracks and you like she was completely a happier person yeah her face just like looks more relaxed like she just seems like a calmer like more yeah her attitude called calm yeah i mean she's getting to be her true self and i think that's incredible and the other thing during filming of season three, she was going cold turkey on cigarettes. So that makes you go a little crazy too. We're going to move into a little bit of what I call the design montage as we get to see the other queens discuss what they are creating for this witch look. Loris is doing a fetish inspired leather and latex bondage witch. She wants an instantly recognizable witch and not recreate the wheel. Uh, Loris tells us how latex can be used to create a look. You, can, you can't use a regular sewing material and you can't smoke while wearing latex or you'll or expose it to the sun for too long. And it's a very intense material. Has have any of you worked with latex before? No. I don't own anything latex. I did liquid latex makeup once. How is that? That still look expensive. I can't afford that. I use a lot of liquid latex. Mm-hmm. It ruined my sweatpants because I... <laughs> On them. We learn that her mom is Wiccan and taught uh, her freedom, so it's a tribute to her, this witch look. Kendra is doing a voodoo witch doctor. She's going, to, going for realism and authentic to Africa. Her headpiece is a skull that she distresses and places feathers on. She is unapologetically black and wants to represent it in her drag. Dolly is Sorry, doing... But like, I'm sorry, I'm interjecting. If Go you're going to do that huge headpiece moment, if that's like, oh, why the fuck are you teasing that? Why did you show that? Because that was the only part of the outfit that was actually interesting. That pissed me off so badly because I was so excited. I saw the fucking happy. I'm sorry. I just needed to They needed, they needed to show so something. They had to show something. But okay, show the fabric you're using. Show your drawings of inspiration. You showed the one fucking good thing about your outfit. And then I was like, that sis. That's fair. Dolly is doing a witch derived from (laughs) Dolly is doing a witch derived from the surrounding desert environment. She loves headpieces, so she creates one with wire. There is more danger with working with wire, and it likes to bend and shape and mold. It started looking like a spider-esque thing and added thumbnails to create fangs, and that was a spoiler. You can use thumbnails to create headpieces. Saint says that this year has been trying for her as she learned about her culture. So she is doing an African moon bather. It will feature moss and moths with a headpiece that is made from bent wire with glued on feathers. She believes some of the best drag is made from the things you can get at the dollar store. And I love that. Right? I don't like mention it. I like really, really like that. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, that can be cheap, you know. And it looked like the end result was gorgeous. Exactly. Oh yeah, it was so beautiful. Victoria goes full how-to video as she teaches us how to use foam latex pieces, which she sculpts and molds using her in oven. Uh, she then paints it as she explains why she uses the colors she does. She will be doing finger extensions that she created using molds of her fingers, so she loves using molds. Um, the bitch is so crafty that she's going to build a set as well. 
Uh, she wants to give her witch an atmosphere that she deserves. And then we get what I call the bad editing where we get witch please, I'm that witch and I hate puns and this editing is not good right now. <laughs> I think no. it's because Lewis just tries too much and so they wanted to put that into kind of, hey, I mean, this is him. He over tries, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a moment that I was like, we don't really need this. Because an exuberant amount of time needs to be given to the Boulay's spooky videos, we have a little intro in the same uh, quality filming as before. As the Boulay's just wear black fabric in a swamp doing some witchy rituals, what did y'all think? I mean, I think I mean, it's basically us watching the tape that they, the guy in the beginning and the people at the end are watching. And if you can tell, like that's the whole review yeah. at the end was. So we're basically yeah. also getting into that we're getting transformed to that dead world, you know? It's, it's a very seven ring kind of mood, kind of VH tape, mm -hmm. you know? I appreciate that, I, I, I'm here for that. Out of the three like themed videos they did, the first one was the strongest in my opinion because it had to do with the challenge or the theme the most, in my opinion. The other oh. two kind of felt like a waste of time or like an afterthought, but the first one was pretty decent. I thought this specifically just felt like it was lagging. It did go on the longest, I believe. I was like, how is this still going on? Yeah, I feel like it could have been maybe an hour and a half if they added a couple. I agree. Ago. That I think these are the moments that could have been snipped down a little bit. But again, the boulets need their screen time as well. Or so, maybe Shutter needed them to have a longer, you know, period. You know, maybe. I don't know. Well, in honor of the Witch Floor show. We are going to be playing I'm That Witch or Witch Please. <laughs> so we're going to go through each queen's look. Um, we'll give our opinions and everything. I would like you all to just, at the end of each floor show, tell me who your top three looks for each challenge were, just so we can like see where we were thinking things were going as the night was going on. And we'll go in order. We're starting with Dali. I think this was fucking creepy and the lighting is fantastic. The detail in the face looks like it was crafted actually from sand. Um, yes, it does look like she just cut up some fabric and stuck it around and flailed her arms, but it was really dynamic. Um, the headpiece was exceptional and looks like it was growing out of her head. I know it's her interpretation of a witch, but I don't really quite understand how it fits the challenge. Seraphim, what were your thoughts on Dolly? I, um... I mean, I think witch is like vague enough where you can make it pretty much anything. Um, but I, I loved her makeup. Um, I thought it was really cool, like how it was like literally like flaking off. Yeah. Um, like she looked like the headpiece was really cool. Um, the the outfit itself was it was fine. Um, I wasn't like blown away with it, but it like did its purpose. I just mm -hmm. think she didn't like bother painting her midriff or her hands. Yeah. Um, especially because it's like a very full body thing. And she mm -hmm. didn't like, not only did she not like paint them, but like she, she didn't cover them. Yeah. Desiree, what did you think? I mean, I kind of agree with Seraphim at the same time. Like I love the skin, the headpiece, everything was creepy. I felt like uh, more detail maybe uh, into the character, but I mean, overall I, I liked it. Zalika, are you there? Yeah, I'm beyond the grave because I'm using my cell phone now, so I keep not cutting out anymore. Awesome. What did you think of Dolly? Um, Dolly's as far as the ghost look? No, the witch. Witch, I'm sorry. Witch ghost. 
all the archetypes. Um, Dolly's Witch was, I, I mean, the ma- from the neck up, it was really, really fresh. It was really nice. It was a method of makeup we haven't seen her do before, so I liked that. But from the neck down, I was kind of just eh about it. I kind of felt like the performance aspect was kind of like from Courage the Cowardly Dog, like that end creepy creature that would scare the fuck out of you as a child. I agree. Very mythical. I'm going to. I'm going to give it on that witch. Really? Yeah. It's on that witch or witch, please. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I, I, I'm that witch. Yeah, I. I agree. I don't agree. Zalika, what do you got? Um, I'll give it a I'm not witch. All right. Next up, next up, we got Victoria Elizabeth Black. When I tell you I gasp in excitement, this is a witch. The body casting is exceptional. The exposed, exposed bones and ribs are mortifyingly scary. That grin she has with the white eye and that stringy black hair, this is what I would be terrified to look at. Um, and yet I want to know more about this character. Um, I think the skin effect all over the body and face was spot on. I really loved how she made that nose read witch. Um, yes, the inclusion of the set was a strong component. I do wonder what the restrictions they were given to all of the contestants to make it an even playing field. But the combo of the candles and the props and the branches really helped bring the scene to life. And then there was a the snake. Desiree, what did you think? I loved it. I mean, the prosthetics just so natural. I, I mean, it was just perfect. Like, that's why I feel like she's just an all-star. It was just like everything, hands down, the snake, the environment. She set the mode. Like, it took you away. Yeah. Zalika? I mean, it felt unfair how good it was. Like, not necessarily <laughs> unfair because they all have all... Like, they, they all signed on for this, so they knew what they were going to get to. But, like, it, at, to a point, it felt kind of unfair. Because, like, again, it has that, like, the same aspect of when people discuss the um, Zoom finale for season 12, where who had more time, who had more set, who had more whatever. Right. But, like, at the end of the day, they knew what they signed on for. This bitch, I'm, like, one, the minute I saw that, I was like, if she does not just get straight to the all-star season, I'm going to feel some type of way about this, like... The bitch yeah. brought out a snake, she did prosthetics, she did set design, she did hair, she did makeup, she did her taxes, she did, <laughs> like, she did some campaign trailing for some of the campaigns for Biden, like, she did so much shit in one little 30 seconds. She did more in that 30 seconds than I think I've done the last year for drag. Like, <laughs> Seraphim, your thoughts? Um, I said incredible, show-stopping, never been seen before, iconic. Um, I like died um it was she looked incredible the set was on point she made a fucking like spell book and then burned it she had snakes like there's no there's nothing wrong with it yeah Uh, it's not even like there's nothing wrong with it it's insanely good i agree i'm that witch for sure yes What about you? I'm too? that mega, mega, mega super witch, bitch. <laughs> Zalika. I, it's a, I'm that, she's a Blumhouse production executive producer. Now. She worked for, she actually just looked her resume for a fucking head position at Universal Studios, which. <laughs> okay, that was long-winded. 
All right, next up is Kendra Onyx, and I say she tried. And that's the theme for Kendra on Dragula for me. I think the headpiece is the only highlight of this look. It's got elements of voodoo, but I needed her to push it further. The fabric felt very much like an afterthought. And I think if we're going to go through the pillars of Dragula, I don't know if she really nailed any of them fully. It's very basic, and I needed more. Zalika, kick us off. Okay, so let me tell you what the fuck is wrong with this and why I'm so pissed about it. Because tell me how this bitch took one of the most kind of iconic kind of witches, a fucking voodoo witch. There was so much shit she could do with it. There was so much that all the other contestants couldn't have done that she could have done. She's a fire performer. A fire performer doing a voodoo witch. If I showed any of my voodoo friends that shit that she did, they would have spit in her direction. First off, that headpiece was the best part. Why'd she show us that and nothing else? The costume literally looked like she took a scarf and pinned it in the back. Like, she wasn't wearing shoes great because she was dancing. She wasn't dancing. She was fucking swaying. Either they edited this and made her edit really bad because they knew she didn't have a chance, or I'm sorry. Like, you're going to give all this big bark, big talk, and that's the look you lead with? That's fair. Uh. Seraphim, what did you think? Um, she, she wore some fabric and <laughs> others to her heel and called her Yankee Doodle. Yeah, Desiree. I feel like she could have done maybe more props, get more dirty, got done like the the dance. Something like I don't know. It was just like it was just like two clips of her, and I think I, I maybe that's why because it was just so planned. It didn't give you enough to watch. Yeah. Yeah, this was witch please for me, absolutely. Same. Mine was bitch, witch bye. Bitch bye. Zalika, where are you? Boy Scout, she better not. (laughs) Next we have Priscilla Chambers. Priscilla coming out of that water with the fucking waterfall behind her made this very exciting. I think the look could have been much grungier, but I understand who this swamp witch was. The decaying makeup really tied the look together for me. Um, this witch has like definitely been living in the swamp for ages and only comes out to kill you like every century. Like, and when you try to fish and that bait goes missing, that's where it's been. She ate your bait. Um, I liked it. I thought it was really, um, it could have been better, but I think it was right for her. Um, Seraphim, you start us off. I was a big fan of it. I didn't really see like, I mean, Performance-wise, I think she could have done more. Um, but, like, look-wise, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, I was a big fan. Um, but obviously, the the water thing was uh, cool. Um, I didn't like that she... Um, what did she do? She did something with an animal, because I wrote something about PETA. Um, with the, the worm. She Oh, did she ate a worm? I just... This show needs to stop killing animals. Um, that was strange. But there was... Uh, there- wasn't no, she there... had to drink on, in her mouth. It was a hook yeah. string into a worm. Yeah, but then didn't she eat the worm? And also, like, didn't Madeline eat, like, a spider? Or no, somebody else ate a spider? I don't know. It's a goddamn worm. <laughs> I'm saying... Nita uh, is going to have a field day when they realize the show exists. <laughs> yep. Desiree, what did you think of Priscilla? Um, I loved it. I mean, if uh, Victoria wasn't there, it would have been my top one because 
I mean, it was pretty. The fabrics they were combined. She was dirty. She was gross. I, the teeth maybe a little more dirty. She, you know, she's a swamp queen. I felt like they were a little too clean. But in general, like I thought it was great. Like maybe a little bit more proppy to show the story. She was just standing there and coming out of the water. I felt like maybe have like minions or dead more animals around you. I don't know or uh, something. Yes, but sir. it was good overall. Zalika. Um, definitely one of my favorites, if not the top witch for me, in the sense that it was the most true to drag character. Mm-hmm. Um, I do agree that it was the outfit was semi too not tattered, or like I wish there was a little more algae or a little bit more like gross to the outfit if I had to complain. But overall, I really do think that she went the extra mile, and again, had not what's her face miss movie theater production set wasn't on the season I think it would have been my top like witch and also but if this was the order that they did film in I think it was a very strong first look and a strong start to keep her foot on the chance of winning this yeah I'm that witch for sure absolutely I'm that witch I'm that witch next up is Saints let me tell you, when they panned up in that stunning garment and up toward her face, I got excited. We shit on her last season for not being ready. Well, she sure. said she wasn't meant for this show. She has taken her time and stepped it up. I love how glamorous this look is. And again, the lighting captured it so well. That wig is incredible. I love the purple accents in, in it, and it just pulled it right from the dress. Yes, we understand this is a different type of witch, but I see the magic in her. For me, I wish like the jewels were more of a silver than gold, but I think it was more realistic to be gold. That being said, the makeup was very beautiful, subtle yet effective. This is the spookiness with the black contacts that I enjoy. I really, really love Saint. Desiree, what did you think? Um, if you compare like Kendra versus uh, Saints, like Witchy, I feel like that's the vibes they both did. Saint definitely did more. Then Kendra, it was like the pattern, the nipples, she showed the tattoos, she had candles, she her beauty, like, it was just better. Like, if you can put those comparing, I feel like they, they were kind of the same, but like, she leveled it up, like the same concept, you know, you know what I'm saying, kind of witch. Yeah. Um, I gave it a pretty good, yeah, it's pretty good. Zalika? I, okay, so first I was skeptical because I did like the headpiece she made. I was just afraid to see where she was going to go with it and how she was going to make it witchy. But I think she definitely stepped her shit up. And she had the best editing for her witch because she knew how to take it in a classier way. Because I was very afraid when queens, especially like myself, when we say, oh, you don't have to be rich in all this to do drag. You can do drag with just dollar store materials. It can come off like crafty if you don't edit it a certain way. But when I saw her back and the, her tattoo hit and she was doing that movement, I was like, she definitely did her homework. She's definitely that witch. And it, it, she, out of all the looks, she's the one that made me most excited to see her next looks. Absolutely. Like just based off how she took the approach, how, her approach and how she executed it, I was like, I want to see more of her. Yeah. Seraphim? Um, I thought it was gorgeous. Um, she looked incredible. Um, the fact that it was so cheap is incredible. Um, I think it was a really different take on any than like anybody else did. She didn't do like scare or she didn't do like you know, she did like creepy but not scary, I guess. Yeah. 
Um, it was really, really cool. I was, I loved it. I'm that witch for me. Yes. I'm that mega bitch witch. I'm that witch. Also, am I crazy? I like don't remember um, Saint being hot um, on season three. Because we didn't really they, see her much. <laughs> and then they showed her in this, and immediately I was like, <gasps> Yeah, she's very, she's gorgeous. Next up, Frankie Doom. I wanted to like this so much, but this was a complete miss. I think the interpretation of the prosthetic was excellent, but if you're doing Angelica Houston, that dress needs to be body forming and hit the fucking floor. I don't know why Frankie stopped at the knee. Um, the colors were right, but this was meh cosplay. Zalika. Well, you're not happy. <laughs> Tell me the fuck how. We've been on this Damn, this show has been for three seasons. Anytime a girl has done an exact reference to something that has nothing to do with who their drag character is, it's an immediate, they hate it. It could be executed perfectly, but it does not, no. Like, we're, we're this far in it. And second of all, if you're going to do something that's so iconic and something that we all know and the reference that everyone watching the show will get, to butcher it, like, the whole... Oh, did I, am I still in the chat? My screen just disappeared. You're there. Still here? Yep. Okay, great. But like, to like, if it's something we're all going to get, like if you're going to do it, you have to do it. And I just feel like it came up short. The transformation was so quick. She had that mask that she barely had in the frame, like, like what, for two seconds, ripping the wig off. Like that should have been an entire fucking production. And it just, it, it was just disappointing. I felt really bad. I was really excited to see her on and I just, I got, they were, she jerked me off just to walk away and leave me with blue balls. <laughs> Seraphim, what did you think? Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I am just spaced out. Um, uh, I thought the prosthetic was um, cool, um, but she did her reveal like so quickly and then yeah. she just had nothing to do for the rest of it. Um, and the outfit was like bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it would be a witch please for me. Yeah. Desiree, what did you think? I mean, I agree with everyone. Prosthetics, amazing. Everything, the prosthetics, just the dress. I wish she took it into a different kind of way. She just kept doing a lot of characters and not like herself, I feel like. So, you know, just because of that, yeah, I agree with everyone. It's like the a witch bye or whatever yeah. it is. Witch, witch please. Witch please. <laughs> Not to harp on this, but I really was hoping, like, what I personally was waiting for, if she had done it where it was another transformation and she turned into the rat version of the witch at the end, like, maybe, like, there was another prosthetic or some type of mask to put on that turned her into the rat witch, then I would have loved it because it's a triple feet, like, transformation we haven't seen on Dragula before. But she missed the mark. It, I was just really upset. Yeah, it was not, not it, not it at all. Finally, we had Loris. I don't think the filming did her any service because the lighting was a little too dark to truly appreciate the detail and her use of material. I think her makeup was mediocre in this look, personally. It's recognizable as a witch, but I'm not seeing anything groundbreaking from it. I do like the extra touch of having that creepy witch mask and hand in the back as she walked away, but really... It's on the back. It's an afterthought. I was not a huge fan of Loris. Seraphim, what did you think of Loris? Um, I loved the outfit. I thought it was like really well made. It looked expensive. Um, 
it was a very like classic take on witch. I wasn't mad about it. Um, I was a big fan. It looked really nice, actually. All right, Desiree. I mean, I liked it too. I agree with Seraphim. It was really good. Maybe um, the face could have been more nasty. I guess maybe she was trying to serve the glamour. But um, I don't know. Maybe a little more dirtiness is what the boys are looking for as well. You know, um, I, I just thought it was just too neat. All all of the outfits were kind of too neat. But yeah. yeah. And Zalika? The look itself was really, like, amazing because she worked with so many materials that, like, we really didn't get, like, to appreciate because of how the filming was done. Not, not knocking the filming. But what really turned me off the most about Loris was that I was actually very excited about her looks. But to find out from the boulets that she was prissy while filming and was very, like, like very, like, rude and, like, very, like, no, we need to do this quicker. We need to, like, finish. Like, that was just the turnoff for me because, baby girl, you don't think that's going to reflect on your score? So I don't even give a fuck what her looks like. To find out how her, bad her behavior was, that was just the biggest turnoff for me. That's fair. Don't, you can't be a diva and expect to get a prize. Exactly. I personally am going to give it a witch, please. Um, I'm going to the good witch one. Witch, witch, plea-ish. Yeah, witch, please. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say witch, please, too, but, like, girl, don't be a diva. That's win. true. Who were your top three witches in the floor show? Me, I would go in alphabetical order, Priscilla, Saint, and Victoria. Desiree. Yeah, I agree with you, Michael. Okay. Zalika? I'm with you, Michael. Awesome. Seraphim, you're shaking your head. I also agree with you, Michael. Whoa, look at this. People <laughs> yeah. agree with me for once. This is crazy. <laughs> Well, we're post-witch. Saint felt great being back on camera and was glad to show the viewers how much she improved. Again, if you're taking notes and following how her journey is going on this special, sh the editors are really letting us know, don't, don't worry, Saint will do well. Um, she didn't think the others will pack uh, fiercer looks or outperform her, um, but oh, Loris, we're going to talk about you right now. Um, she thinks her witch floor show was everything she wanted it to be. Um, Loris shares that she and her brother did horrible pranks to one another on Halloween. She said that once she put a paper bag over her uh, his head, or, or once he put a paper bag over her head and she fell down the stairs and stabbed out her tooth, the next year she pushed him in an empty pool and cracked his head, um, his skull wide open. What's the worst prank you've ever pulled? I accidentally, uh, accidentally, it wasn't a prank. I, I pushed my nephew into the wall. He was the man, he's my nephew with the same age. And uh, he kind of passed out for a second. Oh, no. Oops. I didn't know my own strength when I was like nine. <laughs> I don't play pranks. No. You know, the only thing I've ever done that was pretty bad when I was younger, me and my brother were playing in our hallway once. Was and he was trying to run past me, and I moved out of the way, and he went straight into the the side of the where the wall meets, and got a big egg on his head. <laughs> Oops. Well, I didn't think I, I don't think it's a prank, but the worst thing I've ever done was when I fell asleep for twenty four hours, and everyone thought I was dead. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. Not good. Well. 
Loris is ready to take on the challenge of competing in season four. She is very, very, very confident. She believes she can take out the queens who are in the top two or three because she believes she should have been there and the and was only eliminated because her sister said she should go home as the weakest link. She felt that people didn't like her because she didn't know how to present herself. She goes on to say people misinterpret her confidence for bitchiness. She doesn't have a problem being a bitch and people are just jealous. Cut to... Priscilla doesn't think she's misunderstood, but she doesn't have to be annoying about this shit. Frankie says that she should be real and talk to people how you would any way else you would. I don't know. I think this special did not show her in a great light. No, but it was also weird how she said, um, she says like, I don't, the way she worded it was like, I don't, I haven't decided how I want to present myself to you. And I'm like, what does that mean? Right. I was like, you are overthinking this girl. Well, maybe things will be different because when you fall in love, you become a different person. And in the cameo of all cameos, it's revealed that Loris's current partner is James, AKA Honey Davenport. I died. I did not know that. If you had Honey Davenport making an appearance on Dragula on your 2020 bingo card, you just win. Like, did we know this was a thing? I did not know that. Not at all. And I made sure when I, I when I messaged you, Michael, and I was like, "What part are you up to?" Because I don't want to say anything about the face crack yet, but I need I need I need you to know. I'm not going to tell you, but I needed you to know that you needed to pay close attention. And uh, married? I didn't even know they were like seeing each other. Yeah. So like, I mean, Honey is a friend of the podcast. So I love Honey, um, but she and her relationship is something that I've never really quite understood because it's been very muddied. But yeah, I, I knew they were close and they were friends and like Loris had done uh, Honey's makeup before, but I didn't realize it was this close. Oh, yes. I wish we would have heard from Honey a little bit, um, but- They, they I, didn't do any interviews with their like love. No, no, they didn't. But yeah, seeing Honey on Dragula, I was like, okay, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, so they have a great relationship. I'm happy. I'm happy they didn't exploit it because I was very afraid they were going to go the route where, like, they would flash images of Honey and Drag or, like, kind of use that as a part of, like, her, to her benefit. Absolutely. Just, really, like, they, used, they edited it nicely. They didn't disrespect the idea of Honey being a drag queen or the idea of Loris, like, Lord, whatever, like, leaning on her for, like, anything. It was just very, like, oh, yeah, this is my, like, love support. Moving on. And I'm, yeah. They, they, yeah, well, they found each other during quarantine, and you know what? I thought I found someone during quarantine, but that's for a different podcast. Honey puts Loris in her place, <laughs> and she needs that because she is rowdy as hell. Um, Loris is now going to talk about what she's going to do for the ghost look. She's going to pay tribute to anyone who has suffered from suicidal thoughts. Her look is in honor of her friend, Zach. It's presented in half and half as the woman who is the victim of a suicidal thought, and the other is the demon personified that pushed her there. It'll be made, again, entirely of latex. Where's the ghost? We will see. Um, and then we get this anonymous message that we alluded to earlier, where we hear a Southern accent saying that Loris is not that bitch. Oh, it's Priscilla. Um, cute, not necessary. I, thought, I liked it. I thought it was funny. I, like, I, just, I wish we would have gotten like, maybe more of that. You know? Like more of those like little random like... Yeah. 
Because those were clearly, I think, filmed after the fact because it was Priscilla in her promo costume. Oh. So, yeah. I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah, it would have been cute if, like, each one did, like, one confessional about each of the other, like, if they all crossed. That would have been really cute. Yeah. I like that. Or, like, a meet the queens thing. Yeah, more promo. Anything else on Loris? Whoa, who is that? All right, let's move on to Kendra Onyx. Uh, we're back in Moreno Valley, California. We chat with Kendra. She was in the army and did not want to reenlist. She was basically in the army until after filming. Um, the military prepared her for dry glow because she went through dry glow with her leg broken and still did it um, in those heels because she is disciplined. Um, her parents still don't know she does drag. Her mom has never seen her in drag or found anything but makeup um, and thought it was for stage. I thought that was very interesting because I think Kendra's the oldest in the cast. I don't know, actually. I think so. Well, well maybe Disasterina. How old's Disasterina? Well, I'm saying of this current cast, but Disasterina is definitely oh, the oldest, the oldest. Um, yeah, after Dragula. After Dragula, she got a lot of queer artists and artists of color reaching out on how she did it. Uh, she said you need to have thick skin and fuck you if they put you in a box. And then we hear about the incident in November 2019. In the middle of a performance, she was holding the torch. She rushed to grab the accelerant. She blew it up and she got burnt. Uh, she accepted in that moment that she would die. Uh, she recalls that the all she could see was flames and we she had seen the video of her running around in fire no one helped her aside from her drag daughter and her friend who poured beer on her face do you all remember this moment um i forgot it, but i remember it like when she same i forgot it was her it didn't click to me that it was kendra that was on fire um but that would have been terrifying what would you have done in a moment if you saw a, a drag queen go on fire in a bar. Oh, I would freeze. So would I. And I also would unfortunately say that, is that part of the act? I would question um, it a little bit. I've actually seen a drag queen get partially on fire before. It wasn't like a whole, like as drastic as that was. But um, yeah, good friend, friend of the pod, um, Madam Vivian B, Brooklyn drag queen. Dolly thinks what happened to Kendra was the worst thing that could have happened to someone who puts their face forward as their job, but the healing is incredible as if nothing happened. That was probably the most shocking thing was to see how beautifully she's healed. She looks completely normal. Like nothing yeah. ever happened in the first place. And especially seeing the, the, um, the face that they had in the pictures. Um, yeah. Well, no, she, um, yeah, I was kind of blown away. Yeah. Kendra is 100% recovered, as we will see in those photos. She says that fire breathers and spinners will get burned at some point, so get used to it. Then why do you do it? Exactly. Would you, would, is that a trick that you would want to learn? Um, no. Fire is so scary. Oh my it god. Is. I would never play with fire. Priscilla wants to see her do fire again, because taking the thing that scares you the most and put puts it and putting it in full force is the most dragular thing you could do. Victoria thinks she should think twice before doing fire again. So those two very different philosophies. I thought it was so shadily edited. <laughs> I mean, it was in a really funny way um, yeah. against Victoria. 
when she Priscilla was like, if you can't face your fears, then you shouldn't be on Dragula. And then they cut to um and then they cut to Victoria and she's like, Oh gosh, I don't know if I could do it. That was really scary. Yeah. Well, then we have uh Kenja discussing her ghost look a little bit. It will be based on the accident, so she will be doing fire again. Um, the symbolism is although she was burnt, she didn't die because you can't kill a real witch. This is a ghost challenge, but you go, girl. I know. I was confused about that. I thought she was going to say, but I rose from the dead. Um, yeah. I did cackle when she said, watch me get burned again. <laughs> right? Um, so she's using tool and crinoline. Uh, it will cover the, be covered with the same paint that she's going to use on her body to create an effect that's going to make her look like she's floating. Interesting. Um, I head. Yeah. She says, when you think about Kendra, you think about the girl who does fire. And you know what? That's what she does. Shall we move on to Dolly's backstory a little bit? So Dolly knows nothing about the paranormal, but she will be the most ghostiest ghost. I was like, that's a cool phrase. I like ghostiest ghost. Um, She will be taking a natural form, AKA a tree. I appreciate how out there she goes. I don't. I don't get I, it, but I appreciate I, it. I watched it twice, and I like did not realize that she like said that she was a tree. And yeah. I was like, I was just so confused. I was like, is there no bottom to her outfit? Right. It was it, very very weird. She takes a different approach to horror and takes inanimate objects and things that we don't think are scary and applies them in a different way to get people to think of the fear that they may have had that they didn't know they had. The material she was using is a bunch of fabric that filled her entire living room because that was a lot of fabric. Um, We see how she was distressing the garment with a box cutter, stretches with little tiny holes. And then she tells us that she cut her finger a few times and it's like being cut with a piano wire, which was not an image I wanted to remember. Um, I de-stressed my uh, sweater for uh, my Darla look that I did. Mm. Did you um, cut yourself with it? I used scissors. Um, I didn't do it, um, but my friend <laughs> did it for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, easy to do. Yeah. So she tells us she, she, that she was named after Salvador Dali, knowing she could not fill those shoes. She wants to leave shoes that are too big to fill in drag as well. It's an evolution of improving yourself, as she says. Then she talks about her time on season two. She had a hard time um, that she did so well at the start, then poof, she was intimidated by everybody and was still building her person during the season. She didn't give her 100% in the elimination and gave up and thus being exterminated. That was so disappointing. It it wasn't just disappointing to like, to watch that happen because I like loved her so much and then she just, flatline not even flatline she just like nosedived um that sucked to watch but also she like stopped doing drag for a while right um it was so sad (laughs) Zlik are you there? it also felt really awkward like I'm back again hi hello (laughs) um from the grave no it felt really good to like it I'm getting ahead of myself it just it felt awkward when it happened because I remember like seeing clips of her at viewing parties and you can tell that she was doing the viewing parties for income but like did not want to be there 
Like, there was just something, like, she was very detached, and once she got eliminated, she kind of, like, even detached further. It just felt really good to see her, like, presence online spark more, because I don't know if you noticed, like, like Seraphim said, she only posted her promo look and then barely anything else on Instagram, but once this, like, got closer, she was posting more inspirational things and looks and, like, really like you saw like a part of her spark up again it was really exciting yeah yeah it's cute well frankie doesn't know why she threw the extermination kendra wished dolly gave up in episode three so she could have been there um saint is not going to fault anyone for being in that headspace because well she was too dolly says that when you give up you're leaving on your own merit you might be disappointing other people but you're not disappointing yourself in that moment it's all you can control I thought that was really profound because I've never really thought about it that way. I think that's really cute. And I, I like that a lot. Yeah. She regrets leaving and thinks about it all the time. And she knows that she could have won. She's excited to have people see who Dolly has become as she has grown as a person. She was very vocal during the Black Lives Matter movement. She was raised where the entire white side of her family was extremely racist, being called the N-word by her grandfather. She says that she is white passing, but of mixed race. Her mom is white and she has never met her dad. She believes that there is a war on race in the alternative scene as people of color who are into the scene are not looked at in the same way. It's due to the pale white skin being the sign of beauty and goth. And again, I think this entire conversation was really important to note um, for her journey. And I think it, she gave a really great platform to discuss this. Yeah, I thought um, it was really well done. Um, I loved, I feel like for the past couple of years, um, Dragula has kind of had like the notation of being like very like white or like, at least not even like, not even just like very white, but like very not black. Um, right. Just cause there's not like, there's not a ton of black alternative queens. Um, they're out there, of course, but there's mm -hmm. like my drag sister. Um, but I, but there's just like not a huge abundance of them. Um, exactly. So it's nice to like, for them to like actually like address it on the show. Yeah, I mean, again, look at this cast. It's a very, very diverse cast. Yeah, they did a good I'm job. Also really, I was really happy when she expressed about like how she was passing and because of how she was lighter skinned because I feel like that was also a very good point to make in comparison with the other, like her sisters that she's competing with, because the, she has a good cult following for being alternative, but like there are people like Kendra and Saint who like, they get reached out to be like, girl, you, you're as a person of color, you like, it's so like seeing you like do drag like this, it's like, how can I get into that? And like, Dolly also addressed that. That was awesome. Like I was, I never thought we'd have this conversation in a drag space. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And it was great to see it be very genuine and not produced, not like a, oh, how do you feel about this? It was very like, no, I want to say this and this needs to be talked about. Yeah. It's time for the ghost design montage. Victoria is building a morgue in her garage for her ghost. She is extending the story of Dr. Vicky from season two. She did necrophilia with a corpse and she will be the corpse victim this time. She did a full sculpt and used references to human and autopsies to create her look. She believes her skill set has been finessed and that's how she's going to showcase herself this season. She then reveals that she had an acute version of Asperger's that her parents never told her about and now she knows why she was socially awkward. She wished she knew that about this during filming so she could have shared what was going on as being the quiet girl in the corner with loud thoughts. 
did not see this one coming at all. I mean, it makes sense. Absolutely. Um, I just think it's wild that she didn't was never told that she had it. Um. Yeah. No. That's 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 so that's shitty. <laughs> bad parents. Bad bad parents. He took it in stride. Yeah. Frankie is going to be doing uh, La Llorona for her ghost as a tribute to the ghost stories her grandma told her. She just started mixing her heritage into her drag. Um, she is going to be using an old wedding dress from a thrift store and is inspired by Kim Kardashian's Met Gala look, which I was like, okay, interesting. And again, now we have a platform. Priscilla is inspired by sex work. This is a call to remind people that trans black lives matter and will be dedicating this to her fallen trans sisters of color. The look will have 80s vibe and thinks that she can nail this look. She has got the competition in the bag. Now we got Saint who will be doing a classic sheet ghost for her look. And if that didn't scare you as being a potentially bad idea, I don't know what will. Uh, she wanted to keep the classic silhouette where she maintains the Halloween folktale of the kid of the veil between our world and the underworld is thin, but she will be the monster dressed up as a kid. She will be elevating the look by using different textures, including velvet. Kendra is going to do fire. She can't mess it up. Dali is very confident. And Laura says, be afraid. Be very afraid. Are we ready to talk about the ghost floor show? Yes. Once again, the boulets are back for a mini video where they look like basic ass ghosts. Thank you, next. Any comments on their little video? Yeah. Zalika, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, it's their show. They're <laughs> paying for the prize. Let them do what they want. They're the ones running the $20,000. Let, let them have fun. That's fair. I'm also, I will say though, I will say though, props to them for actually doing the challenges. Unlike other drag posting television personas <laughs> who just kind of show up and look pretty, they actually were like, oh no, these are what we, this is what we want them to do. Let's have fun. Let's get spooky. Let's do the thing. Yeah. They look their act. They, they still enjoy their job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in honor of the ghost runway, we are going to play paranormal or paranope okay victoria elizabeth black (laughs) wait what about like supernatural or like stupid natural or like (laughs) supernatural or stupid natural (laughs) either way zalika did we lose you again oh or boop or boo (laughs) boo or boo okay we can play that one um I'm going to talk about Victoria Elizabeth Black. This is fucking terrifying. The detail is uncanny. I really love the mouth makeup and how she was able to incorporate it to look so decaying. Can you make the argument that this is perhaps more zombie than ghost? Sure. But I think it's very possible this could be a ghost because it's haunting Dr. Vicky. Again, her floor show worked well because of the set she built. She was able to tell a complete story. So I appreciated it. But was it ghost? That's up for debate. Seraphim, what did you think? I mean, it's kind of, it could be like, so look-wise, completely incredible. Um, I wish her hair wasn't so beautiful and flowing. Yeah. Um, but I get that the person is fairly freshly dead. Um, um, doesn't, I, I don't know if it screams ghost, but you could argue like poltergeist. Mm-hmm. I, like, uh, the, like going back into their body and like reanimating it for a bit or something. Yeah. Um, 
It's maybe a little off base, but like she, look wise, it's incredible. She built a fucking set for it. She's killing it acting. Like it's, it's, I, I almost feel like you should be able to look past the fact that it's not a ghost. That's fair. What do you think, Zalika? I'm sorry. I keep touching my ear and I keep leaving the meeting. I'm so sorry. I promise I'm trying. We're talking about, which, what are we talking about? Victoria, her ghost look. Oh, you mean the zombie, not the ghost? The zombie? The there we go. completely missed the mark because it was a zombie and not a ghost because ghosts are ghosts of paranormal and not flesh crawling, eating, organ having zombies. I mean, don't get me wrong. Again, this was clearly a submission to like work at Universal and be like, like if I would be completely shocked when they get up, do all stars and when she wins, if she doesn't get like a major deal with a company, a production company and start doing like horror movies, like, or like the Boulets don't hire her to do more of the set design and like actually work for them. Like that's, she's going to have a great future, but this was not a ghost. Yeah. I'm still going to give it a paranormal or a boo or whatever we want to call it. I liked it. Um, she's a zombie. That was not a ghost. It was a zombie. <laughs> it's so... I don't know. I'm going to say it's an incredible look regardless of it being on, on point. So uh, I'm going to... Whatever the good one is. <laughs> okay. Next up. Frankie Doom. Listen, when that blue light hit her, she looks like a fucking ghost, and that's why it works so well. The story of La Llorona is very present with this look as she haunts the water. It's certainly a decaying look, and I think the use of white was a very smart choice. The makeup is creepy. Can you make the, the case that it's not the cleanest? Yes, but this is Dragula. If, I think if you wanted a ghost, she served you ghost. Zalika? yet brave i think the ghost aspect was amazing yes but if we're if we're judging this by itself i really do love it and i i'm someone who i hated the movie but i did love the love the story behind this like the real story behind it but if we're comparing it to her first look the first look was a movie reference straight out of a movie this look also was very reminiscent of the movie's look if she went more towards the story and like veered away from the movie, I would have loved it more. But because it was a second movie look, I was like, "Girl, why?" That's fair. The movie reference, like it kind of it didn't. Something was wrong off with me. If she went more ghost about it, like even more ghosty, and like leaned into tattering the dress and making it less Met Gala and more like creepy horror, I think that would have been fine. But it was just two movie references back to back. That's fair, Seraphim. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I don't like that she did two movie references back to back. Um, I thought it was uh, a fine ghost. Like, yeah. it both bad. It was, she did the assignment. That's fair. I'm the, like, sorry. Go for it. I'm excited. I feel like, now that I'm actually here, I'm excited that I could not fuck this up and hang up again. Um, no, like, the fact that if this was a regular season, she definitely would have been in the top for all the looks she's presented. But because we're putting them on such a microscope, like, we're so, like, honed in uh, to finding the best of the best to bring back, it's just not acceptable in my opinion. All right. I'm going to still say paranormal or boo. The good boo. <laughs> uh, yeah. Definitely a good boo. 
All right, so three good boos. Next up is Priscilla Chambers. Um, this is a ghost with a history and the history is back with a vengeance. That being said, I think it is again, borderline zombie. Um, ghosts haunt, this murdered woman is haunting, therefore she could be considered a ghost. The look itself is maybe not the strongest, but it does tell a unique story. Um, I think it is Priscilla to a T though, and that is what she has always done on Dragula. She is defined by her strong presence in her looks. Not always the best, but always authentic and true to her. Seraphim, what did you think? Um, I loved it. Um, uh, I thought it completely like Red Ghost. Um, I think she did a really good job of like making herself look like like more ashy or like gray and like toned. Mm -hmm. um, and like her outfit was really cool. Um, I loved her message. Um, the one critique I had was that when she like unfurled her flag, um, that the colors were so bright. Mm -hmm. uh, and she was supposed to be like from the 80s. That's fair. Like Zalika. I just felt like a little bit like muted. Yeah, Zalika? Um, controversial to phrase. I loved everything about it. Don't get me wrong. 100% loved it. Um, it was kind of giving me a hypodermic Sally from a story hotel. Had like an outgoing sister mm -hmm. about shining her. It was very much that. You get both aspects from it. The only thing that... It was borderline perfection. Just the presentation between books. Like the actual performance aspect there was nothing like that like the red and blue like that was it, it was a very impactful book was very loud for what it was and like she made the character everything was great but if there was one little aspect like she made something like it like she was making like safe and she appeared or she like popped out of nowhere like if there needed to be one small ghost aspect that was yeah that's that's what i think i was missing as well that being said, I still think it was a strong moment, and I'm going to give it a good boo. Paranormal. I agree with you. I'm going with the paranormal. All right, next up, Loris. This was a complete miss for me. Maybe if she was on Drag Race Holland, the judges would have liked it. I know storytelling is a big part of why I liked Priscilla, but this was not the same kind of storytelling. This ghost did not translate whatsoever. The look itself is unique. I think the latex was worked well and she crafted a really engaging look. Her makeup skills are exceptional. The demon is fantastic, but this is not a ghost. Seraphim? Um, I thought the look was gorgeous. I thought like the outfit was really well made. I thought it was really cool looking. Um, but it, it's just fully not a ghost. Like I feel like I could argue more for Victoria, but for um, this was just not a ghost. Yeah. Zalika? I feel like she picked the wrong twist for the wrong challenge. Like, again, Victoria, you could explain how zombie ghost, I, I get that connection for it. Then I feel like she was like, what's something I can do that looks to make me look like I'm going above and beyond? I know, a two-in-one look. Ha-ha, half and half. But, like, it just was a total mystery. Like, there was no, co like, if there was a, co a cohesion between the two and two, or, like, she did the presentation that she was, like, stuck in the streets, both the world, the living and the dead, I yeah. kind of vibe with that, but there, it just, 
it was kind of like when Kennedy Davenport, like, she died and then crystallized under an Idaho very much that. Like, she made a long-winded story about a look she already had and said, fuck it, I'm doing it. Because I want to do can't make me go out too many. Yeah. I'm giving this a pair of yeah, um, same for me as well. I'm giving it an editorial pair of notes because it's still really high fashion and good, but it's not a good one. Yeah, no, the book was so good. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. <sighs> Speaking of not so great, Kendra Onyx, the execution was not there. That blue body paint was supposed to make her look like she was floating, but that did not do the trick. I think the homage to her face from the accident was done very tastefully. But the gimmick was the fire trick redux, and that was the only thing successful for this moment. I was not here for it, Zalika. Oh, wait, pause. Um, Desiree um, said she's trying to join back, but she it's not letting her. Okay. Let's see. Um, she has the code, right? She needs to reset the app, and then, like, she needs to close the app. And then go back to the link, click the link, and relaunch immediately. That's what I had to do. That's why this last turn took me a couple to come back from the dead. Hopefully that'll work. Okay, let it, let's go right. back. Uh, Zalika, Kendra. From the top, bring it back. In regards to this book, Mama, I was so fucking excited. The way she was describing it, I was like, this is going to be amazing. I got the vision. But the minute they showed her name and I saw that look, I wanted to cry for her. Like, something was just, something was not in her favor. And then the thing that really pissed me the most off was the fire breathing. She totally should have used that for the witch look because she was doing the fire dancing. And I felt like I'd be much stronger in that, like, the reason sense. Because she had, like, maybe, like, a little doll pinned to the wall and then the fire breathing at it. That would have been such a stronger story. And I feel like it would have been more in her favor. But I just, I did not understand why a ghost is breathing fire. I just did not. Something about that just made no sense to me. It was definitely a paranoid. Yep. Seraphim? Um, I thought it was great that she was facing her fear. Um, although I'm sure like that wasn't the first time she's done it since then. Oh, fully. Uh, she's definitely done it before. <laughs> um, uh, I uh, thought uh, I, I just thought it was really weird. Um, I thought the prosthetics were kind of sloppy. Like they weren't blended at all. It just looked like she glued something to her face. Um, and I didn't think the dress really went for it. Yeah, I'm definitely a paranope for this one. It looks like a haunted loofah. <laughs> that's fair. Like, you know, the things at the dollar store that you used to wash your body, that's what it looks like. It, that's true. So you're a par paranope? I'm a paranope. Go home. Take a nap. Rethink about it. Sarah, for me, a paranope? Absolutely. Next up, Dolly. 
So Tree Ghost is now a thing. Um, did I get it? No. Did I appreciate the look as a whole? Sure, yeah. Uh, the juxtaposition of the white butterflies inhabiting the branches is really cool. I think the white makeup is probably the most ghostly thing to the look. I just didn't get it. Seraphim, what did you think? Um, now that I know it's a tree, I like it. Um, <laughs> like the makeup, the cool, the head and chest piece were gorgeous. Um, I, but <laughs> I, I like didn't realize, I was like, why? There? I was like, she is like hiding. I was like, she's not showing us the bottom of her outfit. Mm -hmm. Um, but now that I know she's a tree, um, uh, I like it a lot. Zalika. That's fair. I think it was unique, and she sold a story that at least could be a ghost reference. I'll give it a paranormal. Yeah, same. Same paranormal. And finally, we have Saint. So she said, ghost, here you go. This is not Michael Myers' Halloween sheet ghost. This is the sheet ghost that will kill you in your dreams. Um, I think this was incredibly basic, but incredibly effective. The lace mask against the black makeup and the green eyes and those teeth, it was truly terrifying. If you walk down the street and see a sheet ghost now, you might be afraid it might kill you. I loved Saint's look. Zalika. I was really afraid when she was doing the sketch because I really loved the idea of taking something that's like a childhood classic idea of and putting it on its head that's like how I like doing drag, so I really love the idea. But I was really afraid because we've seen, I'm not excluding from the special, but when she was on Dragula, when she did something that was that was something on the sensor side, it was not effective, and I was afraid. But the minute we got into the woods and I saw that she goes, I was like, this is literally a child's nightmare. Like, this is yeah. like the yeah. new, like, Baba Duke. Like, this is like its own character. It's something you can go far with. Did I wish, like, she did some special effects or, like, maybe started bleeding from the eyes or something like, like, tentacles underneath the sheet or something eluded? Yes. But at the end of the day, the concept was clear. It was crisp. It was production. And it was done so, like, effortlessly that it looks was great. So I can't get mad. This was definitely my favorite ghost. Um, so the first time I watched it, I, uh, well, okay, so when she showed it, us the mask in the preview thing, I was, of course, excited because I was like, a white lace mask. <laughs> um, and then I saw her sketch and I was a little nervous. And then when I saw it at first, I was blown away. I was like, this is the coolest fucking look. I was like, she, she like really fucking did that. Yeah. And then I was like, 
And then I was like, is it just like a sheet though? And like a cool mask? And then I realized that she had like that like gorgeous like bodysuit or something underneath, mm-hmm. um, which looked crazy. Like it's that part of like the outfit did not get enough attention because it was like it looked so detailed. It was uh, velvet. It was gorgeous. It was it also had like a weird air of sexiness to it that like the bodysuit added to it, which was kind of weirdly turning on slash scary as fuck to have a sexy aspect to such a horrific character. Yeah. I for me absolutely will give this a paranormal. Um, absolutely I agree. Zalika. Um, paranormal four challenge. Alright. My top three for the ghost challenge were Frankie, Priscilla, and Saint. I think this one's not gonna be unanimous here. I'll go first. Or yeah. Maybe something a little here. Um uh, um, Priscilla, um, Saint, not in this order, by the way. Um, Priscilla, Saint, and oh, I can't pick. <laughs> um, I'll say Frankie, which is what you said. It is. Um, Salika, do you have a favorite three from the ghosts? I don't think she can hear us right now. Hello? Hello? Hi! Well, Desiree's back. Well, (laughs) we we just went through the ghost looks. Do you have your top three from the ghosts? resurrected. (laughs) You have resurrected. Oh yeah, the ghost looks. I do that much. I definitely do love Saint Lucia's. Can you hear me? Sorry. Yeah. I love Saint Lucia's. I didn't like Kendra Onyx that much. I mean Priscilla Chambers, transgender hooker, um, really punk a punch as well. Um, I didn't like the Yorona. I like I said, Frankie Doom just keeps doing these damn characters, and I felt he wasn't showing himself, you know. But overall, the whole runway, everything, I watched Dracula, like, this is amazing. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so post-Ghost, Priscilla loved doing the 80s um, slut. Uh, She showed her entire asshole, apparently. I think I missed that part. Um, Kendra felt stupid at first, but let the anxiety fuel her performance. Victoria got her life with her performance. She felt her ghostly outs. And Saints wants to know uh, who could top that look and is focused on the best look she's ever produced. Now we're going to learn a little bit about Victoria Elizabeth Black's backstory. She always loved Halloween and had a grandfather who owned a party store and had all the masks and props um, and created a haunted house in her parents' upstairs loft space, which I think was kind of cool. When she found drag, she wanted to bring these crazy characters anytime she wanted. And she currently works for a third party for theme parks, which has been a goal of hers. So as we were discussing earlier about how she wanted to work, about her working for like Universal or movies, she's on her way. She'll be there very soon. Um, When she and her fiance found Dragula, they said they both needed to be on it. And Rock, AKA Opulence Black is her fiance and they have been together for six years. Um, Are we a fan of Opulence? Absolutely, I just, um referenced one of her uh, makeup looks in one of my recent makeup looks. Nice. 
Victoria says her experience on Dragula was exciting and she's much more comfortable now. She didn't want, she didn't win um, because she needed more to share of her personality, but she was combated by strong personalities around her. She listens rather than interjects, AKA James Majesty. Um, Dolly says her and Victoria were close on the show and then they drifted apart where they barely talk now. So I would love to know a little bit about what happened between their friendship. I know, that's so sad. Yeah. Kendra laughs that they're sisters now, but that bit sent her home, so she doesn't like her. That was cute. Victoria wants people to understand her passion behind drag, but winning the special and being on season four isn't what she wants. And that was the gag moment for me. I was, I was like, like you're taking a step all. from someone else. If you're exactly. Like, <laughs> I was like, did you sign up for it? Like, not knowing, like, like what the prize was? I don't, like, I don't understand. Yeah, she wants to be on a season of champions. And I understand that. Why wouldn't you want to be on a season of champions? But you have to be a champion first. You didn't win. Um, She's incredible, and I love her. True. But I was so mad. Because up, she already gave us two incredible looks for now, for us to hear what she just said. Yeah. I was so disappointed. I, like, oh, I mean, okay. her ghost look was a zombie, so she's not that top of the top. I feel like she misses Mark sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, she also I says. Her for the fucking zombie. <laughs> she also says she doesn't want to be on a show with a whole new cast of girls and would, would rather be people that she knows are already fierce competition. So she'll wait. Bitch, you may not be able to wait. You may not get this opportunity, so... I mean... I mean, we will see. Then we get this weird, strange Cooking with Victoria Black segment where she cooks in pieces from her ghost look, and, well, lighting... She she was like, I'm gonna give you personality. Yeah, that that lighting was not kind to that look. Um, It was like the, um... Like the Priscilla thing, like that random little, like, quip. Like that random little, like funny yeah but it wasn't like it was just like the editing was where she was like here are some dead worms and then she put it down and she just looked at it and she looked so sad or something yeah victoria is excited for a vampire as she'll be doing a victorian form she's a vampire that you wouldn't know is a vampire until she goes in for the kill she thinks execution is what will be set her apart she wants to be the halloween icon and be that bitch because she's that bitch take a drink Take a, um, take a shot. Yeah, and she also wants the money because she wants a dream Halloween wedding. Who 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 would get married on Halloween? Any of you? Bitch, I would. That'd be cute. wedding plan. It's gonna be on Halloween. I don't give a fuck. My cousin got married on Halloween. I'm getting married on Halloween. My sister wants to get married on Halloween. We're weird as fuck. It's the dream wedding, bitch. I would. Well, if there are any partners in the room listening to this conversation, take note. <laughs> we are yeah, gonna... my fiance just looked at me like, wow. <laughs> Hi, John. What the fuck? We are now going to talk Hi, about. John. Hi, Gabe. <laughs> We're going to talk Hi, about. And Michael being Trevor alone. Yeah, that's true. All right. Saint's backstory. She says her biggest roadblock during season three was her. Uh, She went from being a bedroom queen to being on the world stage. She knows she went home the day Madeline came for her and felt that someone else should have had her spot, which broke my heart. Um, It was sad to hear. Right? 
Dolly thinks Saint put her best foot forward after the show aired, which I completely agree with. And Saint believes she was invited back because of her growth and that she is no longer the scared queen being attacked by the catsuit queen. My scream, I gagged. Bitch, I watched this show with somebody that knows. Shade. And I was screaming. Yeah. My absolute favorite line of the entire movie. Um, yeah. I Very was- funny. Well, Saint is going to win this. And you want to know why? Because she starts with her message. Um, it hit close to home when she heard she had to do Vampire because this was what sent her home. She is doing a part two and will be taking on the 60s. And that's a kind of cool thing. But winning the prize would mean a world to her because Dragula was a low moment and this would be a redemption for her. We learned that her dad died when she was three and that she got her first two tattoos when she was 11 and a half years old. Um, her stepdad was drunk and got a friend out of prison to tattoo his initials on her wrists. She's been I was shook. herself ever since. That was insane to me. I was sobbing. I oh, mean, yeah, like, the minute she brought this up, like the minute she brought this up, it reminded like this is the point that I remembered her from her season because she did talk about it. Right. She did her own tattoos for her during this first season. But like, I'm gonna be real. I totally forgot who she was up until like this special because I was. But even when they announced the cast, I was like, who's that again? But then when they said that, when she said that, like it resonated, and I was like, oh my god, like this is real. Like what? Like what? Yeah, it was. Yeah, you could hear everyone's like heartbreak and. I mean, I would be so pissed too if something like that happened to me. Like, I didn't have a good relationship with my parents, and if my mom or dad fucking did that shit, oh, that 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 hits you. That that fucks you up. Yeah, I was I was a mess during this part. She says that she had fruitless conversations with her mom about her bad childhood, but she has found a community and family with other people with similar experiences. And now we talk about Black Lives Matter, and this was the edit moment that I knew she was the absolute winner. She said it was hard to watch what has been happening to black people. So she wanted to use her platform. She happened to be in New York and spoke on the mic and was scared to do so. And then we watch her actually break down as she's being filmed. She talks about how it was hard to speak with her confidence and seeing people watch her talk about a man she didn't know, it helped her. And this is the passion you need to win a show like this. Saint wants to be the light for people and she wants to encourage people to create things as well. And she just wants to do better. So we then see her talk about um, her tattooing her drag hand, touching her child hand to signify this is who she is supposed to be. And she hopes people see this and know that you just have to reach out and take what's there. This was a gorgeous message. It, it set the whole mood. It, it gave that whole point. Like it just, it, it like kicked the whole special into the park. Like it, it was so well built too. And, it was like it built up. I was and, wondering why it was last, and then I was like, oh, exactly. The, the editing was so right. They put her in the right moment, uh, and, and the same with Victoria because you could not have that. Um, I don't want to win reveal anytime sooner. Oh yeah. Vampire design montage. Kendra is a vampire priestess dripping in jewels that will personify her entire drag career. She's using polymorph plastic to mold them into teeth 
and that shit is apparently hot because she burnt herself twice and the fire breather is not good with hot things. It was so cute watching her burn herself. Also, I've been <laughs> polymorph and it is really cool. I made like button eyes for my Coraline look that I did. Oh, that's cool. Frankie is going ancient vampire and will be a bat creature. And finally, we're getting a vampire with wings because we did get, not get that last season. Uh, Frankie is concerned about the lip sync because she's using a prosthetic, but her look is going to be Dragula. Um, has anyone ever used a prosthetic and had to lip sync in them? Um, I, my iconic season when I did Animal, uh-huh. I'm like, I, that was a prosthetic. It was not a mask. They kept, uh, someone asked me recently, they were like, oh my god, you made a mask, that was great. No, it was a full-blown prosthetic, and I still was able to lip sync in it. I have video proof. Thank you very much. <laughs> Priscilla will be doing uh, this. Nope, go for it. Oh, uh, I had like uh, a mask too, but I, it was from MostlyDead.com, so I didn't make it. It was it was okay. It's kind of hard. So when she, she said, I'm going to lip sync to this and cut it, I was like, ooh, ooh, it's kind of tricky. Well, Priscilla will be doing a see-through nude with dripping jewels, an expensive vampire with a budget now, a dive bar, dive bar vampire that's fancy. Dolly is going wasteland nuclear bullshit vampire and calls it 2020 vampire. It will feature two big in the corset that is from the movie Dune. Loris is inspired by COVID because who isn't inspired by COVID nowadays? And we'll be doing a viral vampire with fake blood and no latex because she will be angle grinding because why not? Victoria is ready for the finale because this is her performance of your life. Dolly doesn't think she should be underestimated. Kendra wants her coin. Loris thinks she's the only choice to win because her growth is unmatched. And she's <laughs> that bitch. Frankie is giving that everything bitch. she has. There's nothing left to give. Priscilla wants the world to transition with her. Saint is the queen that Dragula represents. Cue Loris and the weird laugh. It's time for the vampire floor show. I was ready to smack fucking Loris without the fucking laugh. Like, the first time it was cute, the second time it was annoying. This time I was like, girl. Yeah. No. Again, we get a mini movie because the Boulets want us to love them just as much as we love everybody else. They are now their own co coven, but they are no Sarah Paulson friends. It looks like they're in New Orleans. I'm not sure if they are. If they are in New Orleans, I'm very jealous. Any thoughts on this final movie? Did this one feel a little bit longer to anybody else? Like, the other two were, like, at least, like, 30 to 45 seconds. This one was yeah, I think they were kind of milking that ending. Oh, maybe this was the really long one. One of them, I was like, how is this film going on? Yeah. It was definitely this one because I went and I got my Uber Eats food, and then I signed for it, and then I sat down, ate half of it, looked up, and the shit was still going on. <laughs> All right. In honor of the Vampire Floor Show, we are going to play Suck or Blow. Okay. Starting off with Loris. Is suck good though? Suck is good, blow is bad. Because okay. you want to suck blood as a vampire. I want to suck other things. <laughs> of course. Well, okay. Loris. Hazmat suit comes right off to reveal a post apocalyptic something vampire. I don't know. That's debatable. I think the makeup is very cool. The metallic corset is there for a gimmick and not for a vampire. The hair toss is boring. There's just nothing engaging about this look for me. Let's start with Desiree. Yeah. Um, I thought it was cute. I didn't understand it very well either. Like she had too many props. She had a the, the, that weapon on her chest and she was revealing. No, I didn't really like it as much. It was pretty, 
but it didn't just scream. It didn't scream, whoa. Yeah. Zalika? I thought it sucks only because of her attitude. Again, the boulets brought it up, and I'm going to bring it up again. How are you going to give the film crew that is risking their lives traveling across country to make sure you just showcase you and give you a light? Clearly, like, these girls need, we all need it. We need this right now. So that was really standoffish to me. And the other thing was, I get how when you're in a competition of the mindset that you need to show something new or, like, show a twist or, like, go the extra mile. But none of the pieces she brought actually pieced together and made a good picture. So it was very blow-off for me. Seraphim? Um, I didn't really get, like, the plague doctor, like, Georgie from it like vibe that she was going with like the yellow raincoat and like the doctor mask um and then she like took it off to reveal that outfit um which I also didn't really understand um and then like listening to the critiques later I was like oh my goodness I was like she sounds like a monster yeah (laughs) um uh, yeah, no, I didn't love it at all. Blow for me. Blow for me, too. I, I just felt like the Blade Brothers did not want to work with her, with her the next season after see how, how much she was, you know? Yeah. Zalika, blow for you. Blow for me. Five below. All right, Which next. I, she was a, um, sorry, she was a uh, producer for one of the seasons. Was she really? Yeah. No, she, she didn't. Uh, the Blaze makeup, I believe. As work. well, one of the episodes, I think. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm producing. Like she was like in yeah, she was involved with production. Yeah. All right. Next up, Dolly. I guess because she's hanging upside down to start and has weird horns that makes her a vampire. Again, I think this is she is a brilliant artist who will give you an interpretation like no other. But I just don't see the challenge within this one. I love the elements of the look, but it's all about the impressive makeup skills. That being said, of the three looks, this was my least favorite dolly. Zalika? I mean, I think this vampire look was much stronger than the witch look that she gave. And I really did genuinely appreciate if they, if she was actually upside down, they never confirmed the design. Right. Because if she was actually in an apparatus that was an Um, was I in love with the idea of a, her version of a steampunk bat slash vampire? I wasn't, like, in love with it, saturated with it, but she definitely held her own performance-wise, and I really liked the idea that she was running with. Seraphim, what'd you think? Um, I loved the paint. Like, it was really, really lit. Um... It's kind of like her now signature paint. Um, her, I liked her outfit. Um, I thought like maybe it was a little bit boring on the bottom, um, just because it was just like basically just boots and like a strap. Um, but I was here for it for the most part. Desiree? Um, I really liked it. I mean, I just felt like it was less than her ghost and her witch look. I just felt like, even though, like, the concept was simple for them, they had big pieces. The bat was just, like, the good makeup, the prosthetic, and very simple vest 
with two. I don't know. It's just kind of, I didn't like it as much. Makeup was good. Yeah. I sadly love Dolly, but I'm going to give it a blow. Blow jobs. Um, no, the good one. Suck? Suck, yes. Zalika? I'm going to go suck too, only because overall the three looks were definitely distinct, different looks, and it showed great versatility. Yeah. All right. Nice. Next up. Yeah. All right. Next up. Kendra Onyx. She's certainly giving you a glamorous vampire with all the stones and all, and I don't love the red dress extension on the bottom of it. It almost felt like it was an afterthought, but her makeup is very basic for what the show wants. I think the hair is styled stunningly. I'm bored. Seraphim, what'd you think? Um, I thought it was a gorgeous dress. Like, obviously, like, very yeah. Seraphim approved. Um, I, uh, I don't even know what I was trying to say here. Um, I loved it. Um, I, for this show, it was a, such a good look and a gorgeous setup. For this show, um, I thought it was a little boring. Yeah. Desiree? The background was cute. The gown was cute. The reveals and the goo was cute. Um, I just felt like she was still kind of holding herself back. It wasn't too, it was, it still wasn't gross. It still wasn't, you know, I didn't see no filth. I, you know, she said that she was going to get all crazy, but I mean, it was I. So, yeah. I mean, I get, I give it the, the what, the blow jobs, the blow. Well, in, her, in the video, she did get gritty. Yeah. It like, was like there, but it wasn't like too much, you know. I'm, yeah, I don't it know. Wasn't, I don't... Like she had like the slimy like hair reveal. Yeah, like, I mean, I just felt like from her ghost look, she's had that prosthetic. I just feel like she just needed more. Her witch look gave her more of a lower ranking. I just wanted more gruesome, leveling it up, you know? Yeah. Zalika, what'd you think? Do you remember Manila Luzon's period pad dress that she was going to wear? <laughs> yes. That's literally what it was, except rhinestones cut out. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, it was stunning, and yeah, I really liked it. But I just, for, like, I feel like she was trying to play to the season finale where they do the Sam Wilson runway looks. And she was going by that because each one of her looks hard. I mean, you can kind of fix yeah. whatever. But like, I feel like she tried going so hard in the direction of Samaritan. And then when it came time to do the lipstick, I don't know talking about the but like when it came to make that turn and go the other route, the change just wasn't dramatic or drastic enough for me. So I just felt like it was, it was overall like, it still for me was Yeah, I I'm definitely giving this a blow. It was way too safe. Yeah. Who else is blowing? Uh, I'm blowing. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, blowing. I agree with you. All right. Next we have 
Victoria Elizabeth Black. This is Victoria Vampire done perfectly. She doesn't need any dramatic thrills or surprises. The scene is set, and I can see this character on film. It's very classic and simple, and the color palette and materials materials are very right. The hair is styled very well with the curls on top and the long blonde locks. This is the most elegant of them all, and I'm really, really proud of what this look was. Did she? Did she? I feel like what she did, I feel like her take on the challenges, which she wanted to do one filth, one horror, and one glamour. Yeah, I, I can definitely that's, see that's that. That's the whole point. That was the whole point. Am I slow to like pick this up? Did I everybody? Mean, no, no Wait, I don't think everybody. I don't think everybody took it that literally, but I think. But those are the pyramids of Dracula. Oh yeah, no, but like, yeah, but like I don't think anybody else did that. Yeah, she she did. I that mean, for I feel like if you want to show diversity, you gotta do all three pillars. You can't like like Kendra. She was like pretty pretty and half pretty you know what i'm saying like things like that you gotta yeah um i'm just like so impressed because i did not realize that and i'm just like blown away at her like attention to detail she's so good yeah uh, i'm so obsessed um she looks phenomenal um her makeup was on point the set was on point like her wig was gorgeous like she looked so good desiree what'd you think um, I mean, just like um, Sarah from said, I mean, it's beautiful. It's good. She did show all the pillars. Just, I mean, she's showing you different uh, versatile looks. I mean, even though her ghost look was a zombie, she definitely nailed this one in the head. I mean, it was simple, but like classic. And it was very classic Victoria, which is what she does. Yeah. Um, that's why her name is Elizabeth, you know? Mm-hmm. Zalika, what'd you think? gonna give her a suck i liked it i agree i give it a suck too i just wish she had more personality in her performance yeah like everyone yeah. else next up we have frankie doom and this is it my favorite frankie look of the special this was a full transformation it's grungy it's punk it's horror the vampire bat feels like it can come straight out of like a classic horror thriller I love that she uses her body and curves for this look and isn't afraid to use it. I think the prosthetics are dynamite and this is incredible. Desiree, what did you think on Frankie? I loved it. It was amazing on point, the details. Like that's the Frankie like she should have done in The Witch and more of the ghost. I mean, the, the Yorona was great, 
but like this one like put her in that spot where it says i am a top three queen for a reason on my season and don't fuck with me it was on point everything just the prosthetic on singing maybe it, it, she did kind of fix it but either way i loved it Nice. Zalika. I mean, I overall, as a, I, was, I like really, I am a huge Frankie Doom stan. Frankie Doom. Frankie Doom stan. Like I've recreated her makeup, her look. I like really do love her. She's one of my favorite dragon queens we've had overall. I just, I loved the look. I love the concept. I love her performance. I was just a little disappointed or underwhelmed by Lovewings. I just wish they were so much longer or bigger or they were tearaways or something. Like, it was some extra. They just, the way she described them, I was so ready for it. And then when I saw them, I was like, oh, okay. That's valid. I, I can understand that. Seraphim, what did you think? Um, uh, It's definitely my favorite, like, Frankie look. Um, uh, It was terrifying. Um, uh, the prosthetics probably weren't a great idea for the lip sync, um, but uh, um, I thought it was like, the performance was like, not just like, she looked fully terrifying, yeah. um, but the performance was like fun. Like it was like very Frankie, like she was like twerking and shit. Like I was, I was laughing. Yeah, it was, it was good. I, I, again, my favorite, I'm giving to suck. I agree. Definitely a suck. Zalika. I will suck him off so well. Down to suck. With an ass like that, I'm down to suck. All right, next up, Priscilla Chambers. Again, you know what you're going to get from Priscilla. She's got glamour and camp done right. She loves those pointy ears. Um, we saw them last season. The fangs saw the vampire were necessary, um, or it may not have worked as a full look. It was fine. Zalika. Um, am I the only one who's going to point out that, like, this literally looks like she stole it from Louisiana Purchase's closet and was like, I'm, I'm stealing this, this is mine now? Isn't that her drag mom now? Yeah, literally, it literally looks like she stole that dress from her. Not that I'm saying that's a bad thing, I'm just saying this is definitely all of her style. Um, I loved it, I thought it was gorgeous. I didn't think that, I honestly thought the boulets were going to love it more than they did. Um, the outfit didn't really necessarily add or take away from her performance, and I could see how it wasn't the most vampire-esque look, or not necessarily that much of her, but, like, I feel like out of her whole package, it's definitely, like, the nice little cherry bow on top. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was gorgeous. I fucking loved it, but it was very Louisiana Purchase. Interesting. Sarah, from what, what are your thoughts? Um, the first time I watched it, I was thinking back and I was like, I was like, I don't even know what Priscilla did for the vampire look. And so like rewatching it, I was like, it's fully like not memorable. Like it's just so there. Yeah, it's fair. It's not good, but it's not so bad that you remember it. Yeah, I agree. Like I it's just not memorable. The the they went up to the knees. I think it had some flow capes. Like, I, I, it was just so hard to see, maybe because of the fog. Um, she had the Priscilla face. Um, the stones was great, but I don't know. It was just, there was something missing there. It just, it just felt missing. I, I still think I'll give it a suck because it wasn't 
terrible. It was so gorgeous. It's a blow. It's like a sucky blow with some teeth, I feel like, you know? Okay, okay. That's fair. And finally, Saint. I can't tell you why, but she looked like she stepped out of a graphic novel, and I adore that. It's not scary. It's not spooky, but it is a sexy vixen. Um, like, this is a vampire walking down the streets of New York, going to the club that if she just snaps uh, anyone who, like, catcalls her, she's going to kill you. I want to see more of this character. I think the backdrop certainly was an added bonus. I think the hair was sensational. The glasses with the little teardrop, so fucking cool. I, she's really stepped it up, and I'm so proud of Saint. Seraphim, what did you think? I think um, you would. I think you would wear something like that. I, I wait. What it was gorgeous. Um, I loved um, like everything about it. It was gorgeous. Um, completely unexpected. Um, I loved her performance. Um, um, I loved the LSD feature. Um, and one thing I was like thinking about this the other day actually. Um, is I wish more people did like period piece vampires besides like Victorian mm -hmm. um, because like one of my favorite like in Buffy the Vampire Slayer um, in like the first episode Buffy's like oh vampires are so easy to tell like because they like never like keep up with the times like they're like they always dress like so out of date yeah. like I'm like so I just like loved that it was um, that I loved everything about it. Desiree what did you think? I agree with Sarah for everything in the background. It was all neat. It was like all her three looks. I just couldn't pick something out of it. It was, it was just, it was, it wasn't too much, but it wasn't too little, but it was just, it was just right. The hair, everything, the acid trip. I had to watch it twice to actually get the whole acid trip at first. Cause, I mean, I just thought blood because then, because I, I never thought about it. It was just, it was great. And then, then the whole different from seeing from bloody to just pretty. It, it, it gave you a really good story and I agree like we should do more time periods like um, I think uh, was it Landon did the Mexican vampire like mm -hmm. that was a twist on it you know so she definitely did that as well and uh, she kicked she kicked his ass that that's for sure and this is a challenge she almost went home she went home with she did so. Zalika she fucking did it so I feel like as a huge video game fan the minute I saw her like presentation I was immediately taken to We Happy Few. It's like they did like a Halloween special mod. I was very into it, like straight from the video game. Um, I also thought she had the most expensive looking presentation. Like her vampire looked like she had money. She was ready to keep up with the times and ready to kill. Like also very with the times with LSD. I thought that was genius to make it like using and um, I also, my favorite gag moment was it was the only category that Victoria did not say she made a set for. And the minute they went to sing, they were like, and I, to go the extra mile, made a set piece to match my outfit. I was like, go off, bitch. I have got no money, but I can relate to that because that was the gag that I needed. Yeah. Yeah, this was, this was an absolute suck for me. This was so cool. This is the merch I would buy from her. Oh, absolutely. I would definitely, if they like took a shot of her performance and like did like a screen print t-shirt, I would love to wear that as a dress. Yeah. Who else is sucking on this one? Uh, 
Um, um, I'm gonna give it a big suck. I think it's pretty good. All right. Top three vampire looks. I'm gonna say Frankie, Satan, Victoria. Me? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say. Um, Frankie. Yeah, no, same. I really do. <laughs> Desiree. Um, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, Frankie and Frankie and, uh, fuck, I can't think about it. Saint and I think, I think that's it. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's hard. Yeah, they're all so good. And Zalika. Okay, interesting. Did you have any highlights in the performance um, of Kim Petras's in the next life? I think it was a nice little music video. Nothing too crazy. Um, I liked that they, you got to see things. I liked and hated that you got to see things that you didn't see about this outfit before. Yeah. But, um, that's when they showed off uh, her big uh, fang, Victoria's like fangs that were yeah. really cool. Um, and that's when like, that's when Frankie was twerking and like, um, that's when Saint did the LSD trip thing. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm definitely happy, happier with the editing for this special because we've got performances before where like they only showed like two seconds at a time or a quick freeze frame and like they went back and back and forth, back and forth, back and forth and they got really confusing quick. But this time they edited it more seamlessly. So like they gave us a moment to take it in and then go to the next competitor, take it in and then they got crazier a little bit, but it was a lot more cohesive than previous edited yeah. Well, in classic Boulay Brothers fashion, they are going to tell us what they wanted out of this show and not what was necessarily explained properly to the contestants. But I don't think they said anything that we haven't really said yet. I think that is we, very true. Um, yeah. We're all kind of on the same can page. I say, can I just say the funniest moment for me was when they were like, these are all really established teams and they're really good and they're doing this isn't a regular season so we're, we're not going to judge them and then like three seconds later they reamed each girl from that exactly thing, and i was dying laughing they were yeah. hard yeah but they were harsh um i will say the one thing that i did note was there was a drastic music change between priscilla and saint if you listen to the music they use for saint you knew she was winning it was just so like beautiful and triumphant. Um, Cause I think she's the only one they did not give a negative critique to really. They didn't give Victoria a negative critique, but they did say she is more of a they, titan and not uh... Right, and they, they, well, they did question her willingness to do the show. Um, and well, also I thought Victoria got literally the harshest critique. They were like, they were like, if you didn't, the assignment was ghost and you gave right. us like how are we supposed to work with that like how are we supposed yeah. to like yeah and even with dolly they loved all everything but they questioned dolly's willingness to compete after giving up on season two so we get to see a little moment where israel delivers the packages to the girls and we get our one final video moment and it was actually really good i enjoyed this it, one i enjoyed the whole ending it was it was a trip it was definitely good
Um, I have, I like screenshot when Victoria started bleeding and I, it's my background now on my computer. Nice. I mean, the, <laughs> using Dead of Night by Orville Peck was a beautiful decision. It was oh, a yeah. gorgeous scene. I was like, this is Oh, and you, did so you see the Blade Brothers behind when Dolly picked up the VH tape? Like, they were, they were standing there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they just thought about every single detail. It was so good. Yeah. So each queen checks the mail. They receive a manila envelope with a video inside. They play the video. As the video is so deadly, those who don't win will die again. Um, Laura starts to cry and bleed. Frankie has blood coming out of the ears and convulses. Kendra is bashing her head in. Priscilla has a bloody nose. And then we have three left, which are the ones that they gave the most positive to. Until Victoria has blood coming out of her nose. And then it's Dolly and Saint. But wait, Dolly is now bleeding and Saint remains Saints is crowned the winner for the show. Cue the credits. We're finished, right? Yeah, we finished. We showed you the order. Oh, wait, no. The order, everything. Oh, wait. No, no. We have more to talk about because there is an end credit scene. Who saw that coming? Wait, Desiree. I didn't, bitch. I literally stopped the video after it was done and then twitter and i was like wait a minute and then when i got on and i fucking watched the last minutes i screamed in my car my fiance was like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> right so we learned that um dolly's may not be dead and is this a sign for dolly being on season four um, i think so. think so two so that would be two people coming back do you think they're gonna expand the the cast to 12 girls because last time it was 11 Ooh, I sure. So. Um, I mean, we already saw that little teaser that they've exchanged nudes, so I'm excited for that kind of. Um, I know. I feel like they were like that was them like being like, oh, like they have a relationship together. Right. I, don't know. I, I feel like they were the only two to prove anything, and it kind of just worked. Yeah. For both. It, it is. I also feel like budget-wise, now they actually can potentially do twelve people. Because if we think about it now, if they're still with Netflix, they're going to probably do the season on Netflix and maybe have the winner also get, like, a feature role in a Shudder movie. Because that's the only reason why I can think they would tie Shudder in. Ooh, that would be such a good prize. Yeah. So, like, Um, I feel like if that's, like, the budget they're going to get, like, if the acting challenge is sponsored by Shudder, then, girl, put 14 bitches on the Maybe more money too. Now, obviously, we don't know who's going to be on season four as of this moment. But do you think Dolly or Saint can win? I think Dolly. I I don't think Dolly could, especially with the looks. Maybe Saint, uh, because the Saint has a different perspective with the costumes and very solid. With Dolly, I feel like there would be a little more struggles again, not seeing that much of, you know, crazy diverse maybe. I, I think I feel like if Dolly like sticks to their new aesthetic more, because with Dolly's package we got one look that had was specifically her new makeup style and the other two were more like Slave Da kind of makeup style. So if she entered the competition and said I'm sticking to my character and goes with that full flesh character, she does have the potential to make top three. Yeah, I, I think Dolly is very safe to do very well. Um, but I have this feeling like they're, she'll deserve it, but I can see Saint going to the end just because we, they want us to see more of her. Um, and I think she's definitely stepped it up, and I think she can do very well. But I ask one more question. Who do you want to see on season four? 
Um, Desiree? Yeah, I would say Desiree Dick. <laughs> uh, I would love to see Sarah from someone has been killing the game. Section 8, Geneva Confection, uh, yeah. um, Miss Taint, Mr. Um, I worked with so many performers like, oh, there's so many. Uh, a lot of PLC, hopefully, people in the next season. I, I don't know. There's so many. Well, I, no. I can't. I better say my name before I send some videotapes to your fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> I would <laughs> Oh, Andrew Jin. A lot of people want Andrew Jin. Now, now I, I want to s uh, just yeah. point out, what, what, what would it be to have another um, family member for Dali on the show? What if Astrid is on? Um, Ooh, like a mother-daughter fighting. I, I don't want Opulence Black to be in it. We're done with the fucking House of Black. In this I mean, I think Astrid could be on. Um, I would love that. Yeah. Yeah, I would go for like Stassi or Virginia. Um, or, That'd be very or, exciting. Uh, any of them, any of her little babies. Yeah, I would, I, I'm excited. I think uh, this. Yeah, I, I think this special really helped us um, have a moment where we still got to see Dragula in 2020, and whatever they get to do in 2021, we're gonna have a fun season. Um, last. I morning, also think this special kind of kicked it up. Oh, like, fully. They made it. They yeah. made they, they put the the fucking level high like I I'm if I got sad. in I would, I'd be a little too scared and I'd be like that, that fucking level power night now is huge. Now last question: Are you all going to be keeping Shutter? No. <laughs> Fuck out of here! I'm gonna make a whole. I I got the thirty trial instead of the seven trial. Okay, so, so you got it for a couple days, a couple days longer. I already canceled. Yeah. Yeah, I already paid for it because I needed to watch Halloween during quarantine, and that was the only place they had it. So I was like, well, I'll get Shudder. <laughs> so, oops. All right. Yeah, I, it's fun to explore the new movies. I haven't. Yeah, okay. As tradition, there's a mini extermination challenge. And that yeah. mini extermination challenge is vote on November 3rd, please. Everyone listening, oh, vote. On. Do it. Come on. Prove oh, that you do it. Do it earlier. I don't care. Just vote. Send your proof. You know what you need to we do. can't show you our ballot, but... You can take a picture while you're there. Show me your sticker. I've seen a lot of those. Show the picture of the damn sticker. Not the baggy stickers are for. Where can we find you all on social media and Venmo? Seraphim? Oh, you can find me on uh, Instagram and Venmo at... Seraphim NYC. That's S E R A P H I M N Y C. Desiree? Ballot. You know, you can find me in Washington, D.C. performing or digitally. You can find me on Instagram, all over the platforms at Desiree Dick69. That's D E S I R E E D I K 69 everywhere. Uh, go follow me and check out my shows. Yeah. And Zalika. Lick my boot. You can find me on Seeking Arrangement as Tristan Bear 31. 
you can find me in the food section of my local Walmart getting some ice cream because COVID is taking its motherfucking time. There you go. Well, it was a pleasure going on this journey with y'all. It was a adventure. We had some moments of dropouts, but you know what? We got through the entire episode. So thank you that all for being here. That is the cringiest, funnest, dirtiest podcast. I love it. Thanks. Thanks for being here, y'all. The biggest thanks to my panel for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Thank you.